Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 79 of Speak On It. I am your host, Danny Ocean, as always, joined by the smoothest and fired up man, Danny. Oh, fired yeah. up man tonight, Losty Mix. How are you living? Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Losty Mix, the brand, the person, the pod, the man, he's doing good. Losty Mix, the fantasy football commissioner, he's fucking livid right now. He is fucking livid. And you wait until we really get into the fantasy section. Because I'm, yo, I need to talk to my future commissioners and my commissioners out here before, you know, we really get into the housekeeping portion of this. I want to talk to my commissioners out here, off rip. I need y'all to answer me this question when you get a chance. What type of manager is worse? One that never sets their lineup every week? Or the trade thirsty manager that after week two or three needs to make a fucking trade. Like their their fucking balls don't drop unless they make a fucking trade every week. Like they get off to hey, will you engage in some sort of? Tra- what's the what's the worst type of manager? Because as you can see, I fucking I'm spitting all over my iPad and shit. I hate the latter. I hate you trade thirsty ass managers because it's like especially in a redraft league, dog. Don't, don't, ooh, we're going to talk about it later. Bam, yes, I'm spicy already. I'm spicy already. It's because I'm mad. And bam, when I tell you about why I'm mad later, when we really get to the fantasy section of it, you might be mad too. The only person who's not going to be mad hearing this is my co-host. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're so upset. I It, it was a fair deal. Yeah. I mean, what, what, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it later um, before we get Crack it. As always, this show is brought to you by goingfortube.com. Head over to goingfortube.com for all your fantasy needs. Uh, we're halfway through the season. It is week yes, we nine. Are. Again, we are, we are reaching the home stretch for the playoff push. Uh, going for two has all your needs for bye weeks, waiver wires. So head over to going for two. D, what are we talking about on this lovely evening? Oh, man. Before we get into our fantasy football talk later in the show, we you know we got a package in today. We're going to get into week nine. There is a lot of interesting storylines coming out of week nine. So we're going to get into some of our overreactions. And, of course, this week we're going to talk about the most embarrassing loss of the week and why it was the Green Bay Packers. We're also going to speak a little bit to Frank Reich and his release from uh, the Indianapolis Colts. And I don't know if you guessed it, by the title of this episode, No Resume Required, of course, we're going to get into it. The Colts hiring Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach for the rest of the season. That's funny. Uh, we also we're also going to get into college football. Uh, right before we came on the air, yeah, they, yeah. they gave us the updated rankings, so we're going to get into that. Then on the back end, we're going to get into our quick hitters. We got a, we got a few good ones in there, including Steve Nash. We we know about him. We know about uh, Kyrie Irving being suspended. Where the hell are the Brooklyn Nets going to go? Of course, we're going to talk about Monday Night Football. We're talking about uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, historically teams that your NFL teams that your teams always seems to struggle with, um, and we're gonna talk a little WWE. And of course, I think at the top of the show we can start, Danny, by congratulating the Houston Astros on their World Series win. We can talk about the what this means for their legacy later. But let's just start off the show with giving a little love, a little shout out, shout out to the Houston Astros. World Series champs. Uh, I mean, honestly, that was an impressive run. I mean, handedly, you could tell they were the best team in baseball outside of the Dodgers. And I think this postseason, they did a, an incredible job of really cementing that. So shout out to, to the Houston Astros. Uh, Danny, any other housekeeping notes or you 
to get into it, my brother. No, I just want to say what up to everyone in the chat. Good. What's up, Gladys? What's, What's up, What's up, Gator J? Gator J. What's good? What's good? All right, let's get into it. So, like we mentioned, people, week nine was a great one, and we're halfway through the season. We're on a fast track to the playoffs, and playoff football is great football. It's when you really see the dogs versus the dogs. But let's talk about week nine. There's some really interesting headlines that came out of this week. The Jets beat the Bills, people. Yes. The Buffalo has way bigger problems than losing to the New York Jets. Josh Allen came up a little hurt. They're about to evaluate his elbow, I believe. I don't. I haven't heard any updates on that, but that's a big one. The Eagles are still undefeated. I know you're Talk happy. To me. They're still they're still undefeated. They they are clearly and clearly the best team in the NFC. Uh, Packers lose in very very embarrassing fashion to Detroit. The Dolphins edge out the Bears in the in the shootout of the week that no one thought was supposed to be a shootout. Uh, Joe Mixon, for all you fantasy owners out there, scored five of them things in a beat down in Carolina. So if you had Joe Mixon and you lost this week, well, I'm going to talk about a certain manager who had Joe Mixon and lost this week, you son of a bitch. And, of course, Tom Brady. Tom Brady came back from a fourth quarter win. We got to say that because the Bucks have been so ass. So you've got to acknowledge that. Danny, with that being said, what are your two big overreactions from week nine? Uh, I'll start with one that is related to the East. Someone who has officially started the Super Bowl aspirations. I'm a little scared that we have to go through Patrick Mahomes at some point time to win a championship. That man Mahomes. is scary. Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, he, how do you beat the Chiefs, right? The Titans have the formula that beat them the past two times in the regular season. Theory is if I run the ball, and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, have a great chance of winning. They did that, and they still lost. Now, granted, they stopped Derrick Henry in the second half. I think he only had 23 yards in the second half. But still, the philosophy is if I run the ball and play keep away, I have a chance to win, and it doesn't matter. You could have 10 possessions. Mahomes could have four, and he will score touchdowns every single time. He will time. get to that 28 before you get to that 24, and you're going to be real upset at yourself. Exactly. So that is my first one. And the second one, the New York Jets are actually getting it right outside of Zach Wilson, because I do not believe in Zach Wilson. I think I saw a tweet earlier of all, everyone that saw Gardner has guarded this year, and he has guarded the elite of the elite, and I think he's only up 28 yards. He is him. That he's is... You see why they took him so, so high? Yeah. Dog. Yeah, Sauce. Bad. Yeah, and again, and again, a man with a name like Sauce could only play in New York. There's no other state that fits outside of Louisiana, and we don't want him in New Orleans. So that what's, I think what's, what's crazy about that is last week, Stephon Diggs saw the highest-paid corner in the league in Jair Alexander. And while I'll say this, he had a better game against the Packers. I don't know how much Jair he saw, but he saw a lot of Sauce Gardner. He ain't had that same type of game. Nope. We, I didn't know Stephon played for the Bills. This weekend, <laughs> I thought, thought he, he was, was on Dallas in- with his brother. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was on the injured list. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Stephon playing this week? Tall, tall, rookie of the year." And I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's an argument outside of oh, defensive rookie can- of the year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm I think a rookie of the, of the year. Is there only one rookie of the year award? There's an offense, there's a defense, and then there's an overall rookie of the year, right? Or is it just offense and defense? 
I thought it was offensive defense because last year Michael Parsons won defensive rookie of the year. I, honestly, I, honestly, that's a good question because I don't know. I know there's defensive yeah. and offensive player of the year and then the MVP. Research. 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 Uh, Please help. Let me get into let me get into my overreaction. So I think the first one on the other side of your Jets point, and I think Gator J even mentioned it in the in the chat. Yo, Bills fans, I think all you guys would are, are perfectly okay stomaching a loss to the Jets. Losing Josh Allen is where y'all start throwing yourselves through tables. Because <laughs> listen, this this Buffalo Bills team. Is really, really good, right? Really, really good. But this Buffalo Bills team without Josh Allen, hey fam, now you got the New Orleans Saints between like 2013 to 2018. That's what you got. Without Josh Allen, y'all the New Orleans Saints from 2013 to 2018. Really good offense, questionable. I mean, no, really good offense, really good defense. You might have a noodle arm quarterback back there because that, that's Case Keenum, who's his backup. No disrespect yep. to Case Keenum. No disrespect to Case Keenum. But that's Case Keenum as your backup. That's not Josh Allen. Defense are going to play y'all mad differently. Because even with that, you're you're not only losing your quarterback, you're losing essentially your best running back. Yo, Josh Allen, when you run the ball, dog, I respect it. And I think mad NFL players do too because I be – fam, our Packers players didn't want to tackle him. And it's every week I see mad grown men who are getting paid millions to play defense. They make business decisions when Josh Allen gets going. It's like Derrick Henry. Without Josh Allen, the Miami Dolphins are going to win this division, I think, very easily. Yes. Yes, that is a great point to make. I agree. Because I don't think the Jets nor the Patriots have the offensive firepower to keep up with them. I think only the the Bills do. And I think only the Bills have – no, I'll say this. I think only – not because – the Dolphins smoked the Patriots. I, th- I think only the Bills have the defense to really contain. I mean, to c- contain Miami. Nobody else in the division. Nobody else in the division does. Uh, going back to a point, uh, to our Sauce Gardner point, research has confirmed uh, for the official Associated Press Awards, there are only two for rookies, offensive and defensive. Um, so I think we can lock Sauce in for defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie Easy. of the year. Uh, who you got? Offensive of rookie? I don't know, though. Damien Pierce? I mean, it's got to be, really. That's all I, all I got is Damien Pierce. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gator said, yeah, is Allen, if Allen is out, the Bills need three or four players to step up to cover. Yo, Gator J. The thing is, um, the, the thing is, if it was any other position other than quarterback, I think you'd be right. But this is the quarterback dog. Like, yeah. I want to ask everybody, what would your favorite team look like with your, without your starting quarterback? Tell. Well, don't ask me because my team might be able to complete three yard out routes and be able to throw a damn pass to a fucking offensive lineman, which leads me to my second overreaction. Blow it up in Green Bay. Blow it the fuck <laughs> up. Blow, blow it up. Blow this team the fuck up. Trade everybody. The Lakers, Uh-oh. Packers, trade everybody. Both of y'all stink. Trade it all. I don't care if it's Rodgers. Trade Jones. Trade Olave. He ain't even on the Packers. Trade trade Aaron Jones. Trade Chris Jones. Trade Mike Jones. Trade Johnny Jones. Jones. Trade Tony. Trade it all. Trade AD. Trade Braun. Trade these fucking teams. Oh, 
The deadline is fast. Oh, Jesus. We stuck with this roster. Let me revise my last point. Green Bay, please prepare for a top five pick. Please prepare for a top three pick. This team is so unserious, so bad, so undisciplined. They can't tackle. They can't. They, yes, please keep Jair. We, we, nah. And Kenny Clark. Keep him too. But everybody else, dog. We can't guard. We can't tackle. We can't execute. I mean, fam, everybody's, everybody's quarterback has a rough day. Everyone's quarterback has a rough day. Two interceptions in the red zone, dog. Yeah. That's no the second now. The second one made me like the second one made me turn the game off completely. The second one was uh the one where he tried to throw it over the offensive lineman, uh, yeah. throw it over a defensive lineman to an offensive lineman, and the offensive uh, the defensive lineman and it's him. That's okay. <sighs> the Packers have the tenth pick in the draft as of right now. So you're too high. Too high. That's too high the to pick. At, yo. The Vikings are a one-loss team. We're not catching up to them. We're not. They're, they're, we need a month of the Vikings just not winning games, even have a chance of catching up. Let it go. <laughs> like, play competitive football, but please start thinking about this top five pick, dog. What do we need, Kyle? What do you think this Packers team needs? Uh, probably help rushing the passer. You guys are bottom in the league at sacks, right? Like, you guys don't get a lot of sacks, do you? We're bad at everything. You're bad at okay. We're kind of bad at. I honestly want to say we're bad at everything. Does Rogers retire for the season? No, he's sticking. Nah, he's a fifty million dollar a year man. He he's staying this season out. But if you, fam, I think Aaron and Adams are probably looking at their respective situations and saying, Nah, we could have just ran this back one more time. We could have just ran this mf back. We could have dog. Can I can I ask you? Can I make a a, a slightly selfish but serious comment slash question? If we yes. knew this team was going to look this bad, why trade Devontae mm-hmm. Adams? Why not just have an unhappy receiver on your team? Yeah. Why not just but make him play and let him figure it out? You'll you'll be less you'll be less unhappy if you're winning and we're making it to the playoffs. So you'll just you'll you'll deal with that. Uh, I'd is that, say is that wrong? Be... Tell me if I'm wrong for having that sort of thought. Uh, I don't think – I think if Devontae Adams is there, you guys are actually a team. Yeah. Bam, I'm starting to really realize how many unscripted, un, uncoverable, just first downs and big plays those two just had. Un- yeah. completely, it had to be completely unscripted. Mm. I'm sorry. You deserve I mean, better. Look, Packers listen, fans deserve better. This year, Kind of overthinking what we could do, and after the first couple of weeks, I realized we are really mediocre. And over this losing streak, I'm realizing we're not even mediocre. We're ass. We're we're, we're ass. We're just not good, and that's okay. Um, that I mean, yeah, and that's why we have the most embarrassing loss of the week. I mean, losing to Detroit in Detroit, the way it, yo, if any, if anyone, if anyone was watching that game, you would you would look if you looked at just straight box scores, no, no, no actual score. Just look at the numbers. You would say, "Oh, there's no way the Packers lose this game," and then you just look at the fam. It was, it's nasty. Like this, it's really, really nasty. I don't really understand what's going on in Green Bay right now. Bam lives outside of Detroit. Bam, were you at the game on Sunday? I think I he he, lo- he enjoys going to Lions games. I don't know if he's a Lion. He's a Ravens fan, but he enjoys going to Lions games for some reason. I will say this though: the Lions, the Lions have actually beaten us maybe the last two. 
two or three times we played. I think before this last time we played, it was the last time we played Detroit was like week 17, 18 of last year in Detroit. We locked up the number one seed. You know how that go. You know, you know yeah. what coaches do for that. They we played for a little bit, sub some people out, but dog, I'm I'm gonna still continue to watch because that's my team. I'm gonna ride with them, but I'm 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 really losing a lot of faith in like the direction of what the fuck this team is doing. Like, cause it's just like Damn. It's okay. Let's talk about some fun. Let's talk about something fun because if you thought the fucking Green Bay Packers are a train wreck, my brother, let me take you a few, a few, a few states to to the east to Indiana. Hmm. Monday morning, people, it was announced that the Indianapolis Colts had parted ways with Frank Wright after another after a shaky start. I, I will put another after a shaky start to the season. It was then later announced this same day. I don't think maybe two or three hours later, either, by the way, <laughs> that this organization hired an interim coach. Now, most of us thought, oh, wow, some coordinator is about to get promoted. No, 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 no. Take a step no, back, no, no. sir. They did not go in-house. They went in ESPN and asked <laughs> Jeff Saturday, please stop analyzing us every week. Please oh. stop. You don't need to be up on Get Up anymore. Please be our interim head coach. And of course, Jim Irsay was like, hey, man, if you do it well, I hire you full time. And guess what Jeff Saturday said? You got damn right. You got damn right. I'll try it out. Oh, my goodness. Danny, can I ask you, with his only previous coaching experience being high school football in Georgia, what are your but he thoughts? had a losing record. He did have a losing record. I didn't want to say it, but he, <laughs> he had a losing record. And this is so, a, this comes a week after they fired their offensive coordinator. So with that, I need to know what are your thoughts on this, and is this higher? <laughs> is this the higher that was in the right direction? It's a very nuanced conversation that we could have right now about how. <laughs> white men just be falling into these jobs compared to their black counterparts. But tonight we here for these jokes. My brother, this time last week, Jeff Saturday was on ESPN arguing with Stephen A. Smith about his top five teams. He woke up yesterday with a call from Jim Ursay saying, hey, dog, you trying to be a head coach of an NFL team? What kind of world do we live in? But on a serious note, right? What a and this is for you and this is for the chat. What is the cult's biggest issues? What was Frank Wright's biggest issue? From day one, the Colts, their biggest issue was that they never committed to the tank. Like they never committed yes. to the tank. Their problem was they were all they were always looking for the intermediate gap quarterback and thinking mm -hmm. that the intermediate gap quarterback with a very good roster around him should be good enough. Yes. They fucked up by the first quarterback to do this being Phillip Rivers and him mm. giving them 11 wins. That's where they fucked up. Let me tell you, had Indianapolis committed to the tank and said, yo, yo, we need to figure out a way to get a, a top three pick. I think they bring in Carson Wentz long before. They, they never committed to the tank. That, they never committed to the tank. And Frank kept thinking that his intellectual genius was working with quarterbacks, albeit he had Carson Wentz. He thought that could take him in, over the hump. Nah, dog. 
commit to the tank sometimes. Commit to the tank. So, to play off that, I think this is Jim Irsay's way of committing to the tank without committing to the tank. Because right now, the Colts have the 14th pick in the draft. So, it's going to take a lot of ineptitude and a lot of dust to get this team within striking 14th. distance. Yeah, 14th. I checked Tankathon today. Right now, the Colts have the 14th pick in the draft. That tie is doing more harm than good because without that tie, they are just three and five, and they could be anywhere from wow. 14 to 11. So that, that tie, that half a win is really hurting them right now. But wow, you're, the, the, the problem with – yeah, the 14 is crazy. Like that's, you, you're not going to get a franchise-changing player mm-hmm. 14, especially a quarterback. So I will say this. If, if you're looking at this from the perspective that Jeff Saturday will be the head coach moving forward after this season, if Frank Wright couldn't figure out the quarterback position, what makes you think Jeff Saturday will figure it out? Or you can think of this the way I am thinking it, as this is Jim Ursay backdooring his way into tanking without officially saying he's trying to tank. Oh, man, I want to 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 dig deeper into that last point you said, fam, I think. <clears throat> I think Jim Irsay, since Andrew Luck told him he don't want to play no more, has been looking at his team saying, yo, all we need is a quarterback who can deliver the ball and get people the ball. We'll be all right. We don't even need, like, we don't need a game changer. We just need someone who can deliver the ball. He was probably telling himself, we'll never get another Andrew Luck, but if we can get half of Andrew Luck with this team, got to be good. Nobody told Jim Irsay, hey, yo, dog, that dude that walked out your building, generational. That generation. Matter of fact, fam, so generational. They've been trying to find a pro-ready quarterback like that since. And the closest one to it, Trevor Lawrence, they've already been saying, eh. they already yeah. been saying, yeah, I mean, he's no Andrew Luck. Yep. So, um, I think with that, after Jacoby Brissett, they tried that for a little bit. When they brought in Philip Rivers, that was Jim Ursay where like that told Jim Ursay, we're this close. We're yep. This close. Jim Ursay never planned on Philip Rivers retiring. He did oh. not plan on Philip Rivers retiring that early. So now you're right back in that situation. He brings back Carson Wentz, right? Okay. You got you got Frank Wright, you got Carson Wentz. Bam. With this team in this division. Eight, nine, ten wins. All you got to do is beat Tennessee once, beat beat the Texans both times, beat the Jags both times. You'll have a chance to win in this division. And they still didn't do it. I think I'm I'm with Kyle. I mean, I'm with Bam. They should have grabbed Brady when they had the chance because I would have done it. They couldn't do it because they wanted to make the trade. So now I want to go to another point that you said because this was another thought I had about this. Before Jim Irsay made this call, I know he watched Sunday Night Football. I know he watched Sunday Night Football. So I know he, he saw Eric Bieniemy do his thing. Like, yo, yep. they completely shut down our run game. They're trying to play keep away. What can we do? We'll just put it in the hands of Patrick Holmes and throw it 60 times. He, I know he watched that, and I just don't see how he watched that game. So Eric Bieniemy with that offense – Granted, he had Patrick Mahomes and said, you know what? Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday, 
needs to be the guy who comes here. I think the thoughts on this, my real thoughts on this hire, or I guess what I'm trying to encapsulate all this to say, we need to take a deeper look at Jim Irsay, at the GM, who I believe is, is that Chris Ballard? Yeah, I want Kyle mentioned that as well. And when you're done, I want to talk about that. So I think Jim Irsay, Chris Ballard, they we need to really start looking at what this organization is doing. Because I don't understand it. I'm not even saying Jeff Saturday is a bad coach. I'm just asking, there are plenty of not only just black head coaches and collegiate and pro uh, positions right now that deserve a chance, but there are white head coaches, there are Hispanic head coaches, there are other minority head coaches. There are that has to be a smidge more experienced smidge coaching ready than Jeff Saturday. And last thing I'm gonna say, the floor is yours. If you have to give a press conference, and in this press conference, you have to double the double and triple the fuck down on why you made this hire. Maybe you shouldn't have made that fucking hire, dog. Maybe you shouldn't have made the hire. Floor is yours, my friend. All of the last thing for me is Kyle. You said we don't blame Chris Ballard. I would bet my entire paycheck Chris Ballard had no say in this at all. And I am with Gator J. This is Chris Ballard's eviction notice. Hey, dog, you getting up out of here too? There's no way Chris Ballard. Jim Irsay is like, yo, we should make Jeff Saturday a head coach. And Chris Ballard was like, yeah, that's a great idea. No, this came from Jim Mercy. Like Chris Ballard had nothing to do with this. Chris Ballard on his way out. I, I, on his way out, though. Jim Mercy watched the Giants go from terrible to good in a year with Daniel Jones, and he said, "Hey, yo, dog, nah, 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 nah." I'm dead ass because y'all know these owners. This is all ego. A lot of this shit is mad ego. Oh, yeah. Jim Mercy took a look at New York and said, "No fucking way in hell that that garbage can of an organization." Turned around in one year, and we're out here tying with the Texans. Oh, speaking of the Giants, completely off track. This is not on the schedule. I do want to say congratulations to Jay. Jay listens to the show regularly on the recast. Jay is having his third child, so congratulations, Jay. All on, on, on the baby. Out now. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Ready to get oh. to a little college football? We here. Let's we do here. it. All right, so this this week in college football, it was actually a pretty big week. Low low key, if the NFL didn't happen yesterday, this week I think we would have started with some college football. This is big big results. Yeah, so, Alabama lost on the final play of double overtime versus Great LSU game. in Baton Rouge. Clemson got the fucking beat down versus Notre Dame in South Bend. Ohio State struggled with Northwestern, but they pulled out a close one. Yep. And we all watched the Tennessee Vols go into Athens and <sighs> were a complete shell of themselves. So I think at this point, we can agree a one loss team is going to make the college football playoff. I'm yeah. fairly confident in that. Yep. After LSU's win, a two loss team, <laughs> a two loss team could make a case if you're a two loss team. We could. So now I'm asking, what are your thoughts with the latest ranking of the committee? The latest rankings. That came right before we got on air. UGA at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, TCU at four, Tennessee at five, Oregon at six, LSU at seven, Southern Cal at eight. I think if you are the Pac 12, you're elated because there's a chance you could squeeze two teams there. Because Michigan and Ohio State, someone's going to take the other one out. 
and that person is not going to be able to go to the Big 12 championship game. Let me make sure I know what I'm talking about before. Yeah, here we go. Right? Ohio, Michigan, one's going to take care of the other. So that opens a slot. Tennessee is going – no, Tennessee wouldn't make it to the SEC championship yeah, game. It would be LSU, UGA. If UGA beats UGA beats LSU, that means you have an Oregon team and a USC team that will meet in the Pac-12. So if you're the Pac-12, you might actually have a legit shot of making the college football playoff because it looked de- it looked pretty bad a couple of okay. months ago. And then okay. if you're the Big 12, TCU being undefeated, I think this is a, a victory lap for the 12 because when Texas and um, – Oklahoma. And Oklahoma decided to leave you for the SEC. Everyone thought you would be garbage, and now you have an undefeated team that has a legit shot to win a national championship. Like, if TCU pulled off a miracle, and I know that's what you're going for, if TCU Mm -hmm. pulls this off, the Big 12 will give the bird to Texas and Oklahoma. Say, get the fuck out of here. We don't need you bums. We good. Oh, man. I I, I love a lot of what you're saying. I want to I want my thoughts here is that um, I think my latest thoughts on this rankings. I think if you're the SEC, you yo dog, you got to put all your chips in UGA, all your chips, all, all yep. your chips, uh, and you need to save about a quarter of them chips for LSU on the off chance. On the off chance, here's what I think happens. So I think for the SEC, I'm gonna break this down by conference uh, how I think they're gonna make the college football playoff. So I say. Let's start with SEC. I think SEC is going to come down to UGA and LSU likely in the uh, SEC championship game. Uh, I think if this is the case, LSU beats UGA. That means they beat Bama and LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat Bama and Georgia same year. Dog, I don't care if you have two or three losses. That is a resume good enough to put you in anybody's playoff. You got it. And you're the SEC champion? <laughs> Wrap that up. I don't care. You're a two-loss team. You'll be the first two-loss team to make it in. Cool. If Georgia wins, then you're you're an undefeated Georgia team that won That's the amazing. SEC. You're the number one seed easily. The, the, the Big Ten, I'm going to be honest with you. When Ohio State, go ahead and take Michigan out back, lock them in at the two seed because that's name value, brand value. They did all they need to do. That's Ohio State. They know their resume. Now, if I'm the Pac-12 and I'm the Big 12, this is how I'm looking. I'm looking at shit like I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at folks like Denzel at Trading Day. Oh, you motherfuckers! Oh, you motherfuckers! That's what I'm saying. If I'm the Pac-12, the big, oh, you motherfuckers! If I'm the Big Twelve, I'm sitting here like you motherfuckers down in Austin and you motherfuckers down in Norman, Oklahoma. Norman really thought that if y'all could go to to that conference, beat them dudes, and think shit's gonna be sweet. Cut our losses. We'll bring in Cincinnati. We'll bring in SMU. We got some teams in here. Oh, and look at this. We got another team from Texas who is just as good. Man, and they're undefeated. Yo, if I'm the Big 12, I'm kicking my feet up. Dog, TCU, if y'all just make it in, dog. I don't care if y'all go play Ohio State and get waxed. Just make it in. That's more money just for us. Just make it in. And if I'm the Pac-12, I'm sitting here like, dog, we're getting a team in. Matter of fact, I know oh. we're getting a team in. Yeah. The Pac-12's sitting there looking at Tennessee like, hey, dog, big ups, big ups. Appreciate you. Big ups Appreciate you, big homie. Big homie. Because they're just like, yo, hmm, 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 hmm. Like, oh. I lost. 
and y'all was I, doing all that, and they were saying SEC might get three teams in. No, no, no. Pac-12 is looking at shit like, I don't care if it's Southern Cal. I don't care if it's Oregon. One of y'all are getting in. One of y'all yep. or Utah. I forget about Utah. One of y'all has to get – or UCLA. Yeah. One of y'all has to get in just off of OGism. Yep. Hold on. UCLA's only yeah, one you, loss is to Oregon. Yeah, and then USC lost to Utah. Damn. Yeah. That's a yeah. That is a menage trois of one of y'all's gonna get Balls. in just off the OGism. Y'all gotta beat each other up. Yeah. Oh, uh, the chat man. the chat is on fire right now. So Gator J did make a good point that uh if Ole Miss beats Bama, they are in the SEC championship because they beat LSU. So Ole Miss is still a wild card. Oh, yo, that's that works out better for UGA. I think Ole Miss has two losses, and I think those they don't have good losses on their resume. No. UGA, yo, I'm telling you, yo, UGA wants UGA wants Ole Miss to get Bama out of here because UGA. Oh yeah, give me Lane Kiffin. Yeah, they don't want Bama. Oh, and I think Bam was down there. Don't disrespect U of M like that. Let me tell you something, Bam. As a in the closet. Ohio State and Alabama fan, I'm gonna tell you like rent is due in a few weeks for the Michigan Wolverines. Rent's due in a few weeks for the Michigan Wolverines. Um let's see. Uh Gator J says Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee, TCU, and the winner of Ohio State, Michigan are the final four. I don't know, Gator. I don't know. I it's gonna be you gotta say what I think I'm about to say. It's it's gonna be the Pac 12. Like Tennessee's not getting in. Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee's only hope was to beat Georgia and then lose an SEC championship game. Yeah, or win the right. SEC outright because then there's nothing to nothing, then there's to, nothing you can do. Like yeah. they're now Tennessee needs to win out and they need UGA to win to lose two games in order to have to beat them record wise to get to the SEC championship game. I don't think that's happening. I think Tennessee is done. It's a wrap. Yo, one so, of those games, one of those games, UGA has to play Georgia Tech. Dog, don't even yo. Yeah, I think their 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 schedule eases up a little bit. Hold on, yeah, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. So I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, Gator Mississippi J. State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Gator J. Tennessee being five, I believe, is smoke and mirrors, and I think that's just the committee trying to show Tennessee a little bit of grace. Yeah. When the, when we get in the conference championship week and you're not playing because you didn't beat the team you needed to beat. We'll see it. And Tennessee was the one seed last week. Like they're not; they're only going to drop them, but so far, because mm-hmm. they they only lost to the two seed or the three seed last week. Georgia was two. Was Georgia yeah. two or three? Georgia was were, three. One of those because it was Tennessee, Ohio State, State Georgia, and then Georgia, which is funny. Yeah. The, com- the committee said oh. the committee said yo low key. That committee said Georgia. I mean, they 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 set Tennessee up for that game. You gave the defending champions bulletin board materials. Oh, bam! Also, for the record, that Northwestern game was in the rain. It was a monsoon out there. Also, like the Ohio State Northwestern game. Oh, oh, it was like that. I, I didn't get to see that game. I, yeah. Um. Also, and this is I'm gonna just throw this out here. Why is everyone so sure Alabama has no chance? I don't think they make it to the SEC championship game now. You have two losses. Okay. So I'm going to say this. They have two losses by a combined mm-hmm. maybe seven points. 
both of them the last play of the game. Let's see. Now, did they lose those games? Yes. But if they let's just say by the stroke of whatever magical pen that uh Nick Saban may have, let's just say they ended up in Atlanta for the SEC championship game, SEC championship mm-hmm. game and found a way to beat Georgia. And their only two losses are a uh what was the shit? Uh what was it for the LSU was the LSU double overtime Tennessee. In Tennessee at the end on a field goal. But here's the thing though, they're they lost by total five West. points. Yeah. But they're third in the SEC West right now. So they're behind LSU and Ole Miss. They're gonna leapfrog they both those teams. If they beat Ole Miss and LSU loses two games, two more games. Yes. That's bam, that's bam in the SEC championship game. And I've got to remind everyone, LSU plays Texas AM. And I know Texas AM is their last game. I don't know what some of the other games in between there. But I need y'all to recognize this. Need to recognize this. LSU gets up every year for that Bama game. But y'all have to realize that next game is a straight trap game. Because every year LSU gets up for the for, for Bama. Like, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Every year LSU, they see Bama on the calendar. Everybody's looking at their chops. I guarantee you, before the Bama game, you would ask 10 LSU football players, what's the game after Bama? Most of them would have to look at the schedule because Bama is that game. So here are the last three games for LSU. They're at Arkansas this weekend. They play UAB, and then they're at Texas A&M. Ole Miss, final three games. Alabama comes to Ole Miss Saturday. Arkansas, Mississippi State. Alabama's last three games. At Ole Miss, uh, this looks like Appalachian State. I don't know who this is. And then they have Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Where do you see two losses for LSU? This next, I think this next is going to be a loss, yo. And I see, and I see Jimbo Fisher, and I see Jimbo Fisher playing uh, Brian Kelly at the end of the year and giving like showing him a hey, dog. You cool and all, but let me show you how a real program is ran. A real program is ran. That's fair. I have no faith in a Brian Kelly team either, Bam. But at the same time, where do you see the loss? Because you need two losses. You can lose to Arkansas or Texas A&M and still be in the SEC championship game. See, the losses usually come when you don't think there's a loss because it's a trap game. Like, yo, you just just need double overtime. You, You would think that I'm telling you, I, I think there's going to be a real drop-off. I'm going to be watching the LSU game. I think there's going to be a real drop-off from the team you saw last week versus the team you saw this week. There's a lot of hype on them. Um, Kyle asks, is there any love for the Canadian Football League playoffs? Kyle, can you can you give us a, a little bit of an insight or maybe some of, some of the headlines for the Canadian Football League playoffs? I, I will watch the playoffs, actually, if, if it's, uh, you know. I'm 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 always down to watch a little bit of football. I, I just need to know some of the storylines. Yeah. Haven't really been keeping up with the CFL this year. Um, Gator said he feels like we're just dismissing Ole Miss. No, I think uh, you've seen Lane Kiffin play Nick Saban a few times, and then you realize what this game is going to look like. It's going to be no defense and a lot of offense. So who am I going to give me the Heisman winning quarterback? As long as they can protect him, I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, you ready to get into our quick hitters? Let's do it. 
All right, all right, all right. So we mentioned at the top of the show, last week the Brooklyn Nets fired Steve Nash. Towards the end of that week, they also suspended Kyrie Irving for some of his uh, recent comments. Um, mm-hmm. Where the hell do the Brooklyn Nets go from here, man? You can only go up. It's well, not because you lost to the Mavericks last night and Luka put Ben Simmons and Blender. But I think for this organization, like you're going to have to take down. Like in all seriousness, right? You're going to have. To, I feel like you trade Kevin Durant, get whatever you can for him, see what you can get for Ben Simmons. You're probably going to release Kyrie because Kyrie's not doing that checklist. And that what I don't want to go into it, but like he's not doing that checklist. Yeah, he's not doing that. No, dog. He, that, you know, he he did he did like the first two, which was the condemning and the paying the 500k. No, After so remember, that, so let, yeah. so remember last week he offered that money, and then he had that press conference, and then that organization said we can't take that money in good faith. So right. now it's back on like no, nah, dog. Like you had it, you said no, you ain't getting it back. Like I don't I don't think he's going to do it, and yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. I'm trying to ride a fine line. It's a very a fine, fine line. line. That's why we're going to say the Nets can only go up from here, but they need to tear it down. It's time to exp- to implode this deck. Get what you can for Kevin Durant and Simmons, and start from like see if you can get those two first round picks from LA. Maybe they'll. I don't know. It's going to take more than two first round picks to get Kevin Durant, but like you, you, you got to do something. You got to do something. Got to tear it down. I think, um, man. So many things because, like, from like a a star perspective, you have Kevin Durant, you have Kyrie Irving, you have Ben Simmons. I think that's a good nucleus, and then I think yes. from there, you just, there's just so many deeper foundational issues. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, there's like foundational issues. Ben Simmons and his own competence—that's an issue. His ability, his inability to shoot the ball, that's that's an issue. And like his confidence, his lack of confidence in his own shooting is, is an issue. Um I say defensively, there there is an issue here on this team defensively. You can score all these points, but literally, if the opponent just scores more and stops you a handful of times, yep. you get the record that the Brooklyn Nets have. And that's essentially what's what's happening. The Nets can score yep. with anybody. All the other team does is go on like a five to ten minute good defensive stop, and next thing you know, That's the it. Nets are down like ten to twelve. Yep. <sighs> unless, say, unless. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, I, I was going to say. I just think. Uh, and then, and then with Kyrie, I think. You gotta, you gotta really tread carefully when you say what you're, what I'm thinking. I think that we, as people who wanna, we as people, when it comes to holding people accountable, that is one thing. When when we question the intentions behind some actions, that is one thing. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with, with. Um, with reporters questioning Kyrie on why he posted it. I don't think that the question of why did you post this, I don't think that's an issue. What I do think I'm I'm finding myself having an issue with is it almost seems like certain people they want they want Kyrie fired. And I 
would almost dare to say, I think some people want Kyrie to like go off the face of the earth. And that's where I have a problem. Because if we are supposed to be a, a people where, if we're supposed to be an understanding and caring and loving people that are really supposed to teach people the some of the harmfulness in what they're saying, whether whether you believe, believe it or not, there is there there's a way to educate. There is a way to 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 come together and express thoughts and and opinions for what you think is wrong. But we have to draw a fine line between holding someone accountable and straight up trying to ruin someone's life. Like, fam. I I agree with you. But to play devil's advocate, how can you teach and educate someone who clearly doesn't want to be taught and educated, who, and, and who that, is being extremely stubborn in the fact of what's happening? It's not like, because again, like I think one thing about the Kyrie line is, remember earlier, earlier this year in the spring, he posted a tweet that was anti-Semitic. He took it down. That was his mulligan, right? Like you get one, that was his one. And then now we are, we're in this firestorm. I think this is just a collection of everything Kyrie has done, the vaccine stuff, the stuff this summer. Um, like the, the I don't want to call him air. I don't want to call him out of his name, but the the intellectual um, superior that he reflects in his statements. I think though all this is coming to a head with that. I just have an issue with like, you have a checklist. Yeah. Before you can return to the team, and then the last thing on that checklist is, oh, you got to go to to the owner and like tell him what you learned. Like it's a book mm-hmm. report. Like, yeah, either you want him on the team or you don't. Like, I get the sensitivity training. I get talking to leaders, you know, about the struggles that the Jewish people go through. Like, I get that, but there's something about making that list public and in, in an effort to I don't want to use the word emasculate, but it, but an effort to to. Yeah, like, yeah, like there. That's the that's what I have an issue with. But again, like sensitivity training, like talking to like leaders in the community. Like I have no issue with that. People go that all the time. Like yeah, you oh. know, a CEO is called saying the N word. Yeah, you're gonna to have to do some sensitivity training. You're gonna to have to meet some leaders to to talk about some things, and you may have to pony up some money. I don't agree with the money after he agreed to give it. They told him no, and now you're coming back. And our requirement is that I give you this money again. Like, no, there ain't no double no. backs on that. No, you that said I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not double back on that. Fuck you, that you ain't, no, nah, you had it. You said no. You can't take it in good faith. You ain't taking it today either. But yeah, it's it's either you want him on the team or you don't. That's it. If he does, he does all these six things, he comes back, and then in a month from now says something else reckless, you're going to give him another checklist? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the likely outcome of anything from the Kyrie saga is. He's going to say something else in the next four or five months. So again, are you going to make him do another checklist? Like either you want him or you don't. Or I, I think we we could come off this situation and we could say he go forward. He can never say anything again. Honestly, he he might just yeah. be like, "Yo, I don't want to deal with y'all. I'll just start staying quiet. We just refuse." And, he, and, and then what? And then what? Does, does, see, see, this is my thing. If he stops speaking completely, then then the narrative changes. It's like. Oh, he's difficult. He don't like being in the media. This, that, and there. He thinks he's too good to talk to state. And then when he come out and be like, yo, what the fuck do y'all want from me? Now we're talking, oh, he's angry with the media. Why is he so aggressive? Like, my fam, I'm telling you, there, I think there is a 
there's beginning to be a stronger and bigger collection of people who just want to see this man fail. They don't want him to learn. They don't want to educate himself. There are some people who straight up just want this man to fail. I think that crowd of people, we need to bring them to the light and, 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 and really shed some light to them. Not the people who just want him to, to be educated on his words and try to take a step forward. Whether you agree with it or not, you need to be educated on what at least some of, you know what I'm saying? How some of this yeah. can affect, whether you think it's, you could think it's complete horseshit. You need, to, you, need to, you need to at least understand what some of this means. After that, after that, I think that puts accountability all on Kyrie. And you then be like, we, 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 like, we've done what we can. We've tried to educate. Now we don't. To your point earlier, we me and man, we may not know all of what they've done behind the scenes. So, so maybe they have tried some of this before. But this just looks nasty, dog. It just looks. Like, you have to go too much deeper into it. This just looks a little nasty to me a little bit. Last thought: If they did try that first, the NBA would rather him be quiet than put him in front of microphones. So if he decided he want, he doesn't want to talk to anyone, I think the NBA would be like, "Hey, bet, cool." Second thing, I feel like if the Nets had tried to do something like that, they would have said that. Like the way they've handled this, they would have been like, well, we've tried. We've tried to do this with Kyrie, and he just doesn't want to do it, right? Like that would give Joe Psy the leverage to release him and maybe get out of that contract. Instead, they put out a statement basically saying, hey, we want to let y'all know this dude Kyrie, wrong as hell. And we just want to make sure that everyone know that as his employers – we think he is wrong as hell. End quote. Yeah, there's something to that, though, but there's something else to say that. And then the next sentence, we have tried to educate Kyrie through sensitivity training, through these things, and he has not agreed to do it, right? Like that would be the final nail in the Kyrie coffin, and that be the Nets releasing him. So I think if he doesn't, if Kyrie says, no, I'm not doing this, the Nets will release him because you're not going to keep him on. Like they're going to pay him to go away. Yeah. Which, hey, yo, dog. We'll, we'll talk about it if it happens, but I'm going to tell you right now, to all y'all folks out here who thinks that if Kyrie Irving became a free agent, he would sit on that free agency market, I need you to recognize. I'm going to look right in the camera. I'm going to look right in the camera when I say this. If you think your favorite NBA team right yep. now wouldn't pick up Kyrie Irving on the free market if he was available because of his thoughts and views, I want, I want to let you know that I have a beachfront property in Kansas that I could sell you for under $50,000 because I'm going to let y'all know right now, Kyrie hits the free agency market tomorrow. Woj, by the end of this week, would be saying, some teams are already interested in bringing in. I wouldn't even give it a week. I'd give it a day. I'd give it a day. Like you, like you. Like there are certain organizations that wouldn't touch him. I don't think the Lakers would touch him, and I don't think the Warriors would touch him. And I think no, I would, Warriors, I think I'll give it to you. If you boy, j- I, I dog, LeBron just says at the dog at that press conference, LeBron kind of shut that down. I would be shocked. Oh, that's unless, you, unless LeBron, LeBron unless LeBron was oh. lying, which he's been known to do every once in a while. Lay liar, lay liar. Come on, lay <laughs> liar, not liar. What? Let me tell you something. <laughs> y'all heard LeBron. Y'all, I heard something different from LeBron press conference. This is what I took from LeBron's press conference. I'm just going to get ahead of this. No, I don't agree with it. Please stop asking me questions about it. End quote. Next question, please. Next, Next question, question, please. Damn. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. 
right. Cal did what talk about. No, go ahead. Yeah, Cal updated us on the Canadian football oh. playoffs. Okay. So he said in his first play, career playoff start, Canadian QB Nathan Rourke led his, led his BC line to a 30 to 16 victory over the Calgary Stampeders. Shout out. Shout out, shout out. He said next week, Rourke and the Lions will take on the two-time defending champ Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the East Finals. Okay, okay. Uh, unfortunately, but perhaps conveniently, both the team seasons ended at the same time as the Hamilton Tiger Cats lost 25-17 to to the Montreal Al- Alouettes. Hope I'm saying that right. As, as the same time as the Packers lost to Detroit. Well... We're just all losers. Montreal plays the Toronto Argonauts in the East Final next week. Okay. Winnipeg, BC is the West Final. Okay. That's exciting. All what right. channel could we watch the Canadian do? Yeah, like, do I, they was, that was like my next question. Yeah, I think it's on like TSN. Right? Yeah, I don't think we get TSN. I don't get TSN from my provider. I don't think I do either. I'm going to check YouTube TV, though. The GOAT. Shout out YouTube TV. This is not an yeah, ad. Shout, shout out YouTube, YouTube TV. TV. As a matter of fact, YouTube TV, if you hear this, man, look, you can sponsor this. Sponsor the show, man. Yo, y'all gonna still get my money if, every month. I don't even think about yeah. that shit. Y'all just be taking that shit. I don't even think about it. Hey, yeah. and if you and if you want to try YouTube TV and get a discount, bam, take advantage of this. Send me or D a link. We can send you our codes. You save $30. We save $30 on our oh, bill. Oh, so yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. try oh, YouTube yeah, TV, yeah, holla. For us. sure. Nah, for sure hit me up if you're trying to try that YouTube TV because $30, where, I, where, where, where I'm from. That's, that's a lot. $30. That's, that's a couple meals. A couple meals. That's a half O at the, at the Zaza store. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monday night football. Oh, man. Monday night football. Oh. It was the Ravens. It was the Saints. Listen, my only takeaway from this game, Peyton Eli, fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. on there last night, and I'm watching them with Sean Payton. Fam, one of the first questions they asked Sean Payton is, you ain't getting any calls from Indianapolis today. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean Payton was like, uh, I mean, oh. question, please. <laughs> Troll. Oh. What made it even funnier is later in the same interview, Sean Payton definitely said, nah, but I definitely kind of want to come back to coaching, though. He said, yo, I enjoy my thing at Fox, but I want to come I can come back to coaching. I was like, oh, he, my goodness. He, he, he was looking at Jerry Jones when he said that. And he said, nah, my service is down. <laughs> Beep. You know, that was to Jerry Jones. That was to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, I'm right. Right here, I'm right here. I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, y'all gotta leave Mike McCarthy alone. Look, Mike McCarthy. Look, Jerry don't even have a reason to fire Mike McCarthy because I know. Bad. I know. Sad times. My only, right. my only takeaway is stop putting the Saints on TV. We good. Man, dog. We good. Listen. Go ahead and suspend Camara. Stop putting the Saints on TV. We good. <laughs> <laughs> uh Gator J said if we would have watched the Monday pregame show with Kyle, we would have won money on those prop bets. You know um, what, Gator J? I'm sorry to cut you off, D, but I lost money this weekend gambling, and I'm not gambling again for the rest of the year. I'll be honest. I I uh I lost 
I lost uh, my last bit of money in my FanDuel account maybe like three NFL Sundays ago, and I'd only bet one solid bet that I was for sure positive on, and it didn't hit. And I've been like, nah, this is signed, dog. This is signed. But maybe next week. Maybe, I, um, maybe next week. Do you want to hear the parlay I put in Sunday in almost one? I was very, very upset. This was Travis Kelsey to score two plus touchdowns. Juju over 55 and a half. Derek over a hundred. And then I had Lamar Jackson anytime. Travis didn't score once. Lamar didn't score yeah, once. Yeah, Juju yeah. And the Derek Henry hit. Yeah, I was afraid of the Juju when I made that parlay. I was like, the Juju one scares me. Nah, and that Travis was the Kelsey, first one to hit. Travis Kelsey would have been the one for me. Scoring one touchdown is hard in the NFL. Scoring two, but he's he ain't found his four touchdown game, by the way. I know I got to be finishing. Listen, I'm, I like a point that you said. We do got to stop putting the Saints on TV, but I think they're putting the Saints on TV based off of one, the market, because the Saints fans are, you know, they're pretty loyal, pretty deep, and two, off of like OGism. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, historically, y'all have been a good team. And when we put this, and when we put the schedule together, we were just like, oh, the Saints? Lamar? Easy. And, yeah. You know, I know it's impossible for them to have like a, a working, like a working live way to move Monday night and Thursday night football games or Sunday, Monday and Sunday night games. So they could do we'll Sunday keep- night games. Like they can flex a, a, a one or four. They can't. So they, I don't, I don't believe they can take America's game of the week, whether it's on CBS or Fox, but I think NBC has the right after like week 12 to take a more interesting game and replace it and flex into Sunday night football. But not take the 425 game, whether that's on Fox or CBS, but they can take a one o'clock game or a four, four or five game and put it in their slot. Good. They should die. I need them to win them two weeks away. Thank heavens. Um, all right. So speak, speaking of scheduling and, and, and whatnot, so Sunday night, obviously NBC had the Titans and the Chiefs. And I think you kind of mentioned it before, the, the, the Titans have beaten the Chiefs the last couple of times in the regular season. They, they, they historically play the Chiefs very, very well. Grant, I think a lot of it has to do with you have this guy, Derek Henry, in the backfield. You just to keep away. So that brought me – as, as I was thinking about the show and what we want, what should talk about in terms of Sunday night, it brought me to a very good place because I was very curious. Mm-hmm. When I think of the when I think of the Green Bay Packers, I think there are certain teams we just struggle to match up with, and it's historic. Doesn't matter what personnel. Historically, we just struggle to match up with this team. The 49ers are one. Uh, I think I think of. The early Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks days, mm-hmm. we really struggled with 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 matching up with them. Um, I think another one. Um, Most of the NFC. It's hard because AFC we only play them like once every four years. Yeah, but those are the two that come to the top of top of my head. Um, Seattle, Seattle, San Francisco, um, and. Sometimes New Orleans, just depending on you know the, where we're playing. Oh, Tampa. That was the other team I was thinking of because they, we usually play them in Florida. And we struggle. So I have to ask you, Danny. You've been watching the Eagles for a while. Mm-hmm. What teams seemingly always give the Eagles fits? Like, no matter who, they just play the Eagles very well. 
the Seahawks, the Saints, and then this is going to be shocking, the Cardinals. I don't know what it is about the Cardinals, but whenever we play, like there have been some lopsided victories on both sides, but it's something about playing the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what it is. Like they played the Cardinals a couple weeks ago and like only one by three. Like they're dominating and they kind of let the Cardinals come back. I don't know what it is about Arizona, but it's something about the Cardinals. So I guess next question. Okay, so you said, what was it? You said Seattle. Seattle, Seattle, New Orleans, Arizona. Okay. Seattle, you got to tell me more about that one. Gotta tell you more about that. That's, that's Russell Wilson, right? Because, and then this is this is a little Eagles history. The story is Andy Reid was about to pick Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks had the pick before the Eagles and took Russell Wilson. So whenever we used to play the Seahawks, for some reason, like Russ would just torch us and eat us alive. I don't understand. Yeah, actually, Gator, it is bird fights. Some about birds. So I don't know what it was. I don't know how it would be Seattle now that Russell is gone, but there was something about playing Russell Wilson. Like he was like, Yeah, you guys should have moved up and got me. This is what you're missing. I don't know what it is. And then I don't know what it is about the Cardinals. I hate the Saints. I get the Saints. It's just the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I just couldn't. You know, the, the Saints one makes sense. Y'all have always played the Saints really, really tough or really, really close. I'm honestly very surprised to hear you say Seattle and Arizona. I, I was for sure when I put this question together, I thought your answer for sure was about to be the Vikings. I don't know why. No, like we more times than that, we've gotten the best of the Vikings, especially when it mattered. Like the Viking, like we beat them in the NFC Championship game. They came back the next year and beat us in Philly. And then I think last year they beat us, but we were sorry. Like the when both teams were good, right? Like that Monday night game, Eagles, Vikings, like when both teams are good, like we've gotten the best of them. The Vikings, like the Vikings, are a great team, but I think like we have their number. I'm not a like it's like if we have to play Seattle in the playoffs, like I might be a little sure. It's something about Seattle. I don't. I'm not scared of Arizona because I don't think now, now. When y'all were playing Seattle, is, was it mostly in Seattle or was it in Philly? Mostly in Seattle. Seattle did have to come to play for a playoff game, and that's when Indian oh, Clowney knocked Carson out, and then they the Eagles lost to Seattle in the playoffs. But usually it's in Seattle. I don't know. Again, like I just don't know what it is about Seattle. I don't know. Don't know what it is about. I get New Orleans. I don't get the other two. It's okay. No, and no teams in your division. No, you're the one of us really said teams in our division. Yeah, I tried to stay. Every team in our division plays us tough. Like I was trying to stay out of division because that, like, of course I could say the Cowboys, right? Like always, no matter if a team is bad and a team is sorry, both teams sorry, both teams good. That's always the toughest game of the year. Whatever game is in Dallas, that's probably going to be the toughest game. In Green Bay, like we play Green Bay pretty tough, but you've gotten the best of us like the past couple of times. Like, nah, nah, don't say last couple of times because y'all y'all went on some bullshit on a Thursday night. I remember that. Oh no, dog, dog. Doug Peterson said we're going to run the joint. We're going to run the ball fifty times. I don't care. Run it. Yo, can someone tell me why historically the Green Bay Packers do not invest a lot in run defense? They don't. They've been a well, terrible see, run defense for years. Well, the Packers' offense philosophy is we're going to throw the ball, we're going to score a bunch of points, and you're not going to have time to run the ball because you're down 24. Like, you're going to have to throw, so we're going to invest in corners in the secondary and our linebackers. Who cares? Oh, wow, you got a 10-yard gain. It's still 24 to 10. I guess that's true. I guess that's, true. <clears throat> that's a good point. I like this. I'm going to bring that one back. 
Uh, speaking of which, we play the we play. I remember that Kyle. We could not stop Jordan Howard. We play the Cowboys this week, and I'm gonna be honest with you. If last week against the Detroit Lions we looked like that, Allah, please be with us when we play Michael Parsons. Um, so you know what? This is this is the game you win. This is the game you win. Hey dog, I'm gonna tell you right now. If they go out here and beat the Cowboys for no damn reason, um, this is. The- I bet you Cowboys fans think we're we're the team that always plays them hard. Like it's always yeah. Green Bay. Uh, all right, so back to the Houston Astros, right? Of course, we acknowledge they are World Series champions, but I think we all know a couple years ago they had the big cheating scandal. Um, yep. Kind of tainted a little bit of that championship from 2017. So with this new one, and there's no, I mean, to my knowledge, there's no cheating on this one. Does this championship erase all that that talk from a few years ago? Just kind of let everyone know we really are that good. I'll answer that question with a question. Do you think of the Patriots as cheaters? No. All right, then. No. Then you're not going to think of the Astros as cheaters. Because after Spygate, I was like, oh, that's how y'all move? Interesting. Mm-hmm. We had Deflategate. Like, after the Patriots Deflategate, run of yo, scandals. We have we have to leave Deflategate alone. Fam, Pumping or deep, deep, whatever, whatever with them balls is not going to change the outcome of that game. Like, Spygate, I will give a lot of people. Deflategate just makes me laugh. No, but here's the thing about Deflategate. If they're willing to do that with the PSI of the balls, what else are they doing? Right? Like, that's just to plant the seed. Like, that's the, that's the, the tip of the iceberg. What else is that organization doing cheating to get ahead of the game illegally? Why is no one? Why is no one saying what the fuck is your franchise not doing to win? I mean, I hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But I, I think that is just the tip of the hey, guys. If they're deflating balls, what aren't they doing? See, because I believe was was Spygate the first or the second of that back to back? It was the one against the Eagles. So was, like it happened with the Rams. That was the second. That was the second, I believe. Okay. Like Spygate started with the Rams, and then I think it flew into the Eagles. Because whatever that span of time was. And what were they doing again? They were spying on practices. I know they, I think, I believe they filmed the Rams practices, and I believe they filmed the Eagles practice too, like leading up to the Super Bowl. Okay. So I think in between that uh in between the eagle super bowl and when they came back and won um the super bowl against the fucking uh seahawks yeah so the rams were first then, then i believe the eagles, eagles. Mm-hmm. seahawks was that was the interception rams no seahawks Frank. falcons rams yes yeah, seahawks falcons rams that's I feel it. like i missed something there he has six, right? He is. Or is it five? I think he has six. I'm missing one in there. Yeah. Is there one between there's one between the Eagles? There was a gap. There was a gap for sure. I'm just yeah. forgetting. Because he lost to the Giants. Yeah. Panthers. Panthers. That's it. That's what it was. That's it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. The Panthers won. Damn. Yeah. But oh yeah, I, Panthers was the was the Panthers the second one. It was Rams Panthers back to back, right? And then oh four was the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. So I think 
I think after after the third one, like after the Eagles one, I was like, okay, maybe maybe they did cheat, but fam, they've won three out of the last four. I think they're just good. And then they come back maybe what five, ten years later, and then they do it again. And it's like, okay, well. And the worst thing they can say is you deflated whatever about some balls. Like, yo, dog, Aaron balls is not y'all not y'all not moving me with Aaron the balls. Cause what if you have a like like Bam said, like the flake gate was garbage. Roger said they overinflated their balls. Like, man, what if what if certain quarterbacks just are finicky with the air they want in their balls? And a whole lot of pauses need to be said right and, now. Yeah, very much a lot of pauses. And why is why is why does no one ever think that some teams either deflate or inflate their balls to the preference of knock knock? Yo, if Jalen Hurts came yeah. to your ball equipment manager, took one of the balls, squeezed him, and said, "Yo, take a little bit, take a little bit." I don't, I don't like that. It's you. not about the inflation or deflate deflation. It's about planting the seed up. If that's how, if that's what they're trying, if that's how far that's if that's how far they go to get a competitive advantage, what else are they doing? No, I'm that's, I'm that's and my rebuttal to that is. If 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 the beginning if if the, if the tip of this iceberg is y'all inflating or deflating balls, pause. Whatever. But that's on yeah, top of the spy gate. Like that's on top. Like if that was the because remember um now, what spy gate against is the Bengals. Spy gate is spy gate is like nah dog. I'm I want to come to somebody's house maybe with some weapons and let's talk about this like men. That did that and didn't. Spy. Didn't a Patriots staffer get removed when they played the Bengals in Cincinnati one year because he was filming something that he was not supposed to be filming? Like someone oh, in the chat, I think I remember that. yeah, no, someone I in the chat. If you can look that up and jog, but really? I, like I remember a Patriot staffer being removed in Cincinnati yeah. for filming something that he was not supposed to film, and that's where you get to debate, like a. They are still but up to their old tricks. That I mean, they didn't, never really stopped. But if you, you know, catch me or don't catch me, I think is what the Patriots say. Like, catch me yep. and do something about it, or don't catch me and don't do, 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 shut do up. About it. Yeah. So, hey, Patriots, y'all do what y'all doing. Shout out to the Astros again. Um, Crown Jewel, WWE Crown Jewels this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Really, really good product, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. The WWE AEW. They're putting out some good product. And I'm going to just go back. I was watching Monday Night Raw last week, and I was watching Friday Night SmackDown, I believe, last Friday or the Friday before. I'm going to tell y'all right now. I'm going to tell y'all right now. The bloodline is fucking hilarious. I cannot get over how This is... This is some of the best. This is probably this might be my favorite faction, the bloodline I'm talking about. This might be my favorite faction, maybe since Nexus. The Rock and Sock connection. It's the it's no. my favorite since Rock and Sock. Honestly, I'm I'm it's been it's been it's been like 10 15. Like, yo, fam, they are dominant. They don't lose, which is that is the key to a perfect faction to all yes. my pro wrestling fans out here. That is you, they just can't lose. And on top of that, they ride the line between. I don't know if Roman Reigns is a heel or a face. He's just Doesn't Roman matter. Reigns. Don't matter. 
And these guys are hilarious. I don't know if you were watching Friday Night SmackDown a couple weeks ago, but Sami Zayn, when he called Jay, when he said Jay, I'm already about to laugh. When he said Jay Uso was not Usi, I fucking lost my shit, dog. And everybody in that ring almost, dog. Everybody in that ring was struggling to keep a straight face. That, 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 that is my type of wrestling dog. He's not feeling very oozy. <laughs> so I don't know how true this is. I saw a thread on Twitter about how in Polynesian culture, oozy is slang for a word that rhymes with wussy. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know how true that is, but I trust the person who posted that. So he's saying that, and the crowd is chanting it, and the even and the Reigns family understands that connect, and they can't stop cracking up in the ring. So what does WWE do? Oh man! Now WWE, if my I have to look this up, WWE has printed shirts that have the word Usi on it. Let me see if I can find it. It's capitalism, baby. They don't run it up. W- Yo, let me tell y'all. Yes. If y'all think that NFL and the NBA do not give a fuck about morals and ethics, fam, you don't even want to know. But they, 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 fam, they had Vince McMahon out there to do rag. They are going to put whatever they want to put out there <laughs> in that project. Yo, Yo, do you remember when nah. Vince McMahon called John Cena the N-word on live TV? <laughs> Fam, the bloodline, I'm telling you, this is this is the best faction in a cool yeah. minute. Like great it's matches. The best storyline. Great matches at pay-per-views. Their promos are always fucking hilarious. Paul Heyman is just like extra ice on the cake. Paul Heyman don't even have to say shit no more, dog. He just be out there with the belt. That's when you know the fact the manager who's supposed to do all the talking don't even gotta say nothing. Oh like, man. And they have all the gold. That is important. They have every championship. They're defending the championships and they're winning. That is the most important part about the bloodline. Mm-hmm. I don't know who ends Roman's streak. I hope he keeps it going for like another year. No one right now who they built up who can legitimately take out Roman and end the bloodline. Like there's no one. Seth can't do it. There's no one. I, I agree with uh, the Laughing Man Network because he he made a great, great point. He said they need to re- revamp the Bloodline stuff. It was getting old, but Sammy revitalized it. Yes, yes. he did. Sammy came in and he – how do I say this? If any, of my, if any of my brothers, my skin folk out here, if you've been in a group of your fellow other skin folk and y'all got yes. one white dude in your group, you know exactly. You know exactly what Sami Zayn is, because your identity, fam. I see. I've met a lot of Sami Zayns, and they are just as funny as that Sami Zayn, because they act exactly very similar. They don't. They don't. How do I say this? They don't mean any harm. They're just there. But every time they speak words, everybody just laughs. Everyone yep. just laughs. Ooh, oh, so Laughing Man says that Cody could end the bloodline. I don't think Cody's there yet. Like you can't come off surgery like that 
and come and beat Roman. Like, you need to come in and get your weight up. I really hate that they put Braun Strowman in the mid card, but he had his chance at the top. They didn't fully trust him with the belt. So, like, I don't, I get what you're saying about Cody, but Cody needs to come back and win a few big matches before we start putting him in the in the same breath as Roman Reigns. Yep. But Cody could yep. do it. But if he does, he needs to come to WrestleMania, and then he might not win the belt until the following WrestleMania because I think SummerSlam would be too soon. Yeah, like whoever whoever's going to do it, it's going to take a long time to build them up. Yeah, and it's it's going to take a long time, and it has to be at WrestleMania. Just to be honest. Yeah, it has to be. And it ah, um, uh, see, laughing man, it it can't be the Rock. The Rock has done what he's supposed to do and stay away. We don't need any more part timers. We don't need Brock Lesnar. We don't need Stone Cold. We do not need the Rock. We don't need any of these old guys challenging for the belt. If anything, the Rock needs to come in as a mentor. Like a Paul Heyman to Roman. Dog. Talk about adding legitimacy. Having The Rock come in as a mentor along with Paul Heyman. Like, and I'm going to say this too. It's not going to be John Cena, y'all. I think y'all. I know no. Y'all think break the Fuck record. no. Not going to be John Cena, y'all. Let that one Keep go. John Cena away from this at all costs. Hell no. Matter of fact, if John Cena is not like currently filming the second season of Peacemaker. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm gonna ask for a match versus him at WrestleMania. Are you shitting me? Um all right, Danny, before we get into our fantasy talk, do you do you have anything to say about the state of your Eagles right now? One day at a time. We have the commanders, we have Indy, we have Green Bay, and then it's Tennessee. That's the one for me. Like Tennessee, anyone who watched the Thursday night game, Damian Pierce ran all through us. I am petrified of what Derrick Henry is going to do. Like Jordan Davis is on IR with a high ankle sprain. Even if he does come back, like he's not going to be the same. High ankle sprains are a completely different animal. Yeah, like I, I'm scared to death of Der- what Derrick Henry. Like whenever that game, like keep watching these Eagles games, they keep giving up the yards. Whatever the over is for Derrick Henry, take it. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. We're here. Dynasty, I mean, fantasy talk. We want to start with our dynasty league since we got some folks in here from our dynasty league. Yeah, let's um, do it. All right. Um, let's see. Pull it up. All right. So, per usual, we're talking about our 10 team PPR dynasty league. I know Kyle's in it. I know Gator J's in it. I know Bam's in it. Um, I'm going to start by, as the commissioner of this league, let me just start by talking about the overall landscape of the league. I sent a, I sent a note out this morning, but this league is getting very interesting right now. Yes, it the is. American GM Conference, which which is the conference that I, I'm in, I'm currently the division leader at 7-2. and two. Next, I mean, I'm, I have a three-game lead, right? Have a three have a three-game lead. In the national GM conference, which is your conference, Danny. Yep. I mean, y'all have a seven two seven and two team as well, but y'all have a six and three team in two five and four teams. Yep. Y'all skin spicy. Y'all's division is legit. Y'all's and I have division. Josh Allen, so not good. Oh, this is the league you got Josh Allen in. Yes. How do you? How, I mean, are you nervous? Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins is my backup, but I mean, dog is Kirk Cousins. Like well, he can I only know I have Tom Brady and he has literally no. been taking up space on my bench 
for a third I need, round pick. I need running back depth. I need running back depth. Like I need a, a running back. You have Cordell Patterson, right? I have Derrick Henry, Cordell Patterson, and Jonathan Taylor. And can I be honest with you? Jonathan Taylor almost got traded. There was a trade package someone sent me for Jonathan uh, Taylor really? that I almost. It was. It was like. It was like. Uh, originally, it was like. Oh, hold on, I got it. I got it. Originally, it was. Um, it, oh, it was Bam. That's who it was. Bam was the one. This Bam was the one who sent me this trade. So Bam asked for Kenyon. Uh, he he was about to send Kenyon Drake. Uh, first in 2023 and a third in 2023 for Jonathan Taylor. Oh, wow. I looked at that and I was like, whoa, I might do this. Ooh. Then it was like, then I basically said, yeah, I'm not ready to give up on Jonathan Taylor. Then I was like, honestly, if you had, if you had swapped out King and Drake for Camara, I think I might, I don't know. And he was like, I honestly might have, he said, yo, I, I would have done that deal with Camara and I had to stop. I almost took it. I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with JT, man. You keep coming. Mm, he almost had you. He almost sweet talked you. Yeah, he, he was he was about this close. It's about this close. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm really excited. I think this league's gonna get interesting in the next couple of weeks. So um yeah, I think Gator J, man. I mean, Gator J, Gator J has scored a lot of points, and he has just gotten really unlucky in some of these games. Yeah. Like he's just I'm, ran into a bus. Literally. Zone. Literally, I have I've scored 1,419 4, 1, points. Gator J has scored 1,390 points. I'm 72. Gator J is four and five. That don't make no sense to me. None. All right. Now the real the real the real the, the real fantasy league that Danny and I are going to talk about is our redraft. Mm-hmm. And if you heard me at the top of this show, you you saw the spice in my voice. You feel I'm. I'm so in this league, this is also another 10-team league, PPR. But this is full redraft, not, not dynasty, full redraft. This morning, I'm I'm commissioner of this league, and I have a rule, um, one that I'm, I'm really trying to be a little bit more adamant about, don't want to give people an opportunity to even question this rule, is no vetoes in trades. Like I've Before, I've kept the, the veto option in trades, but I, I, I never really enforce it. If a trade is made, I usually just accept it. After a long yep. conversation with Colin the season, I don't. I just felt like there shouldn't even be a need for vetoes. No vetoes. If you make a trade, I'm just going to push it through. So a trade today was accepted. People, I want everyone to know I live on the West Coast. So when I got this notification, it was like 5 or 6 in the morning. Let me tell you guys that today, earlier today, the number one seed in this league, who happens to be my co-host, whose team, let me just read y'all this team before this trade is made. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, De- Debo Samuel, and uh, A.J. Brown, Zach Ertz, Josh Jacobs, Jerry Judy, Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson, uh, T- Trevor Lawrence, George Pickens, Evan Ingram. We're all in one roster. This roster was 7-2. The quarterback of this roster was Joe Burrow. So shout out to my man, Matthew, for a, 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 really an incredible draft. This morning, or yesterday, someone in this chat who happens to be a trade thirsty son of a gun who since week three or four, since he took one loss has just been itching at his fucking balls to make a trade every week. He he refuses, absolutely fucking refuses to just accept that he did not draft well and, and 
just feels the need to think that if he makes a trade one week, every week, that eventually his team will turn around, right? And most of the time, he's trying to fucking finesse people. So most of the time, people do not trade with him. But after last week, he had he had Jalen Hurts and he had Joe Mixon. Plus a combined almost 70 fucking points he had from these two people. He still lost the game. And so he was so trade panic worthy that he goes into our fantasy football chat and says, yo, guys, knock, knock. I'm looking for I, – I need more depth at wide receiver and running back, and I got Jalen Hurts up for sale. Well, if you just heard this roster that I just read out with you, wide receiver two is A.J. Brown. So this manager, smart manager, looks at his roster and says, oh, my God. No, the fuck? I can have the quarterback of my best wide receiver? What do you need? Literally, literally in the chat, my man Matthew says, shit, step into my office. <laughs> step into my office. I look. I literally sent a, a, a gift just shaking my head. I'm thinking, that trade's not going to happen. Ain't no way. Nah. He's got Joe Burrow. Like, he doesn't even need to make that trade. I later find out via a group chat that I am in, a Twitter group chat, some of you who are listening may, may know. He come, he, le- he later says that he's got an offer for Jalen Hurts and a receiver, and all this guy wants is Joe Burrow and a receiver. No Derrick Henry, no Nick Chubb, no Josh Jacobs. All he wants is a quarterback and a, and a receiver. So they agree, they agree to send Jalen Hurts and Gabe Davis to the number one overall seed that is currently currently slated to score 125 without a defense. They agree to trade Gabe Davis and Jalen Hurts for Joe Burrow. No, Joe Burrow and Amari Cooper. Joe Burrow is on a buy this week, dog. <laughs> Shout out Joe Howie Burrow Roseman. Buy this week, people in this league. The incentive for finishing last is that you have to pay half of the winners' buy-in. Half. The guy who who I'm referring to, he is currently in ninth place. His matchup this week is the dude in tenth place. People. They already played week one. The dude in 10th place has already beat the dude in ninth place. This is a fucking dumb ass trade by everyone except the person who agreed to it. So much so that when this trade was announced, people, I, I was, I jumped out of my bed at six in the morning saying, I'm going to push this trade through because it is so terrible. I'm going to make you sit in this fucking shit. <laughs> and, and then I go, I, I killed this guy. I'm, you can ask Danny in the chat. I am, yes, you did. I am seriously just saying, you are a fucking dummy. This trade's stupid. I don't know why y'all did this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And everyone in there, family, the only thing he says was, no, this trade's not, this trade's bad. I need it. <laughs> So then I so then I said, Ayo dog, you didn't ask for Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs. He then says, 
He wouldn't budge, man. He wouldn't give up one of them. Dog, are you shitting me? Say no to the trade. <laughs> the trade had to get pushed through because I believe in no vetoes. I have been saying since since I pushed this trade through, I want y'all to know. I've been telling literally the rest of this league this. I hope I just, I've been telling the rest of the league. I want y'all to know it is over. It's over. It's not Even over. If, There's still a lot of football left. Man, I looked. I was talking. I was talking about your team with three other people, and all of us easily agreed. It don't matter if people get hurt. You have enough. De- people, I'm thing, so though. mad. I'm I'm like so mad. I want to bypass my own incentive that I created. I created these incentives in this league to to try to alleviate trade panicking because that really fucks up fantasy football leagues. And I and I tried to I tried to I incentivize people to try to keep their team and make smart trades. You get money for being the highest scoring team. You get money for winning your division. You you have to pay half of the winners buy-in if you come in last place. I put these incentives in thinking that we wouldn't get trades like this, and we still got a trade like this. And I'm currently so mad that if this guy comes in last, I don't even want to give him the chance to I will I will pay to 40. I want to kick him out the league. That's how mad I am, dog. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. I'm fam. Hello. Oh. I just want you to know I'm not even shit talking nobody else in this league anymore. I'm 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 gonna be full commissioner mode. Every Tuesday I'm coming in with my notes. Every Sunday I'm telling everyone to check their lineup. That's all I got. It's Gator J. It's redraft. That's what makes me even more mad. That's what makes me even more mad. Dog. I'm done. I'm done. Um, well, for me, there's a lot of football left. The Eagles' last four games are very interesting. That's going to be the playoffs. I'm a little concerned, but I still took the risks because the Eagles' schedule is easier than the Bengals' schedule moving forward. And Joe Burrow is missing. Why is you listening to me? I don't care. And Joe Burrow's missing Jamar Chase. I don't know how long Jamar Chase is going to be gone. So he enters the chat today, and I told you this. He was like, Jalen Hurts, it's up for sale. I need some wide receiver depth. I thought he was lying. So I said, sure, let me test this man's theory. So the first offer I sent him, I sent him Joe Burrow, um, Jerry Judy, and who else? And Pickens. I sent that draft. He texted me on the side. He said, if you can give me Amari Cooper and Joe Burrow, I would give you Gabe Davis and Jalen Hurts. And I was like, I didn't believe it. And sure enough, when I woke up this morning, there it was. That's the first thing I did this morning was check that trade. And I was like, let's do this. So thank you, Joe. That is that is easily. I, I yo. Fam. I once thought, what if I make what if we make this this redraft league a dynasty league? This trade is the reason why this league will forever be a redraft league. Y'all, that is the type of trade that will fuck people over for a few years. No, I'm not let I'm no. No, I'm I mean, yo, everyone, everyone thinks I'm playing about one to yo, I really want to kick him out. He better not come in last. I might not, <laughs> he better not come in last. So he what can not. you can you remind me what's the money breakdown for the winners? 
Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? I'm just nah, curious. nah. See, this that bullshit. He already asking about the money, dog. Nah, you. I'm just you curious. Lucky you, two, you, you're lucky you've had two bad years in this league, so I kind of feel like you deserve this good karma that you're getting. But no, Gator J, I don't want him to come back. I, I ooh. Yeah, you were very angry this morning. Yes, I was and here. Everyone that would make no, and I know I didn't feel this way because I started chat. People were hitting me up. Like on the side outside of that league, most people said, Who's the fucking dummy that made this trade? But he's and right though. He would he would not have gotten Henry Chubb or Jacobs. Those have been my breadwinners. Like those are the reasons that I'm winning. And that's and, and at that point, if I was him, I'd go try to I'd go try this trade. He is not the only person who has looked at your team and said, Man, I think I could, I wonder if he's willing to trade somebody on this team. I've been looking at your team for the last three weeks, and every time I'm like, ah, nah, I don't think he's trading one of these. I'll, I'll try to find someone else. This guy sends a bad – whatever. The breakdown for this league, the breakdown for this league, 500 for the winner, 200 for second place, $50 for being the highest scoring team in the league, $50 for winning your division, you get a championship belt. It's whatever. I'm not sniffing none of this shit. <laughs> I'm messing none of this shit, dog. <laughs> Yo, and what makes me mad is this. This is my this is this team is my worst team out of my five. That this this league was the only league I lost in this week. My worst record at four and five. I got a I got an eight and one. I got a seven and two, and then I got a uh, no. I got an eight and one, two seven and twos. No, an eight and one, seven and two. Six and three, five and four, and then one, four and five team in my own redraft league. And now I don't even, yo, now my, my hope went from if I make the playoff, because my team's like mad explosive. All these wide receivers, my team's just mad explosive. All I need is an explosive game for my receivers, and I'm a win. Now I'm looking at, yo, fam, I don't, if I make the playoffs, whatever, as long as I'm not last. If I'm, no, if, if I'm, yo, and I want everyone to know if I'm last, I'm kicking Joe out. I'm, I'm kicking him out if I'm last. I'm okay. <laughs> I, yo, I want to find a reason to kick him out, dog. Oh, my mama. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, All right. Well, man, we had a speak to us question, but we're going to save that one for next week. We'll save it for next week. It's, it's in relation to fantasy managers. The more I think on fantasy managers, I think the louder I'm going to get, the more I'm going to get to cussing. And I, I, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't. We, should, we shouldn't do that. Uh, Gator J said, when Danny first asked about it, my first reaction was smash that now. Yep. Gator J. That's why I was in that chat saying, nah, but fuck him. Don't make that trade. I was, fam, I've been trying. I was, I was trying to stop that trade without doing, without like, like that. It was like, I thought something was wrong. That's why I asked both chats. I thought I was missing something. I thought something was wrong with me because I was like, there's no way he's giving me Jalen Hurts and Gabe Davis fam, for Mark Cooper I'm and Joe Burrow. Get back to this chat right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, let's say goodbye to the people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's say goodbye to the people because I'm about to get back in this chat and I'm I'm about to get rematch all over again. I'm about to get rematch all over again. All right, people. Leave that man alone. <laughs> people, make sure you guys are following, speak on it on all platforms: YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you're following myself at Los Demix. That's L O S D E E M I X. Make sure you guys are commenting on the stuff. Make sure you guys are showing mad love. We're trying to. Trying to spread this. Uh, really, 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 really happy you guys are really enjoying the, the content and coming back 
weekly. So make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. We can keep this going. Shout out to everyone in the chat today. Bam, Gator J. I know Gladys was in here. Shout out, uh, shout out to the Laughing Man Network. Shout out to Fiction. I saw you in here um, chatting from chatting from uh, Twitch. Uh, really, really appreciate all the love. You know, Danny, myself, we really love being here. We, we, we really love being here every Tuesday. So I uh, really appreciate y'all being here with us. Danny, you let them know where to find you. Any last minute notes? I'm going to get us a song. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DannyOcean41. But like D said, follow us on Twitter and IG. Speak on an underscore pod. Thank you for joining us every Tuesday night. I love... One thing about us that I love that's unique to most others that we do this live one take. There's no there's no editing. There's none of that. We rip the audio from the show and we upload it. And I love that this is live. I love that all of you have taken time out of your day to spend yep. it with us as we shoot the shit and talk sports and have fun. Yep. So we appreciate each and every one of you. D, what are we listening to on the way home? Before we get into that, yo, if you're watching live and you see the video. If you clip some of me getting mad, just make sure you tag me. Just make sure you tag me. <laughs> just make sure. Because I'm going to retweet that shit. Because I know which part, and I'm, I'm going to make sure. I might tag the fucker who got me so mad. Yo, yep. Don't leave so, that man alone. It, no. This was two GMs willingly making a deal. That's all it was. There was no coercion. There was no collusion. That's what makes me more mad. Y'all didn't even, if y'all colluded, I would have been like, ooh, I'm going to get y'all. But no, this was just this stupidity. Is two consenting GMs trying to help each other out. That's and it. Trying to get better. But how come only one of... So this song that I'm about to play is it's called <laughs> Hours in Silence by Drake and 21 Savage off the, off the album Her Loss. Because um, I guess I'm about to spend oh. Hours in Silence because... Instead of cussing this manager out for another dumbass trade, I'm going to instead listen to this album one more time. So this song is called Hours of Silence. It's Drake, 21 Savage. I love this song. I love, love this song. This, this, I'm going to be honest with you. This, this album, this album kind of nice. He got some bops on here. He got some bops on here. Hold on. Oh, Laughing Man's about to give me... <laughs> Y'all stop provoking this man. Yeah. Laughing man said the trade doesn't seem that awful to me outside the bye week thing, but it is just lateral and does nothing for him. Laughing man, that was one of my biggest talking points earlier in the in like in the actual group chat for this for this league. I literally said he could have made this trade without a quarterback. You could so another song on this Drake album that I've been finding mad crazy. Her laws, it's called major distributions. This is the other song I'm gonna get up out of here to before I get mad. Hey, no, nah, I'm, nah, I'm gonna give y'all some shit. I'm gonna give y'all some shit. Come on, guys. Come on. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey. Thank you, people. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you hear with us. Thank you. We love you. Speak on it and make sure you trade with the smart manager, not the dumb. God bless. Don't.